welcome to the episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. I am Triforce Todd. Joining me today is Wario Will. Hope everyone's staying cool this this past way because I don't know it has been quite the the scourge of, of late. So I hope you all keeping cool, stay, staying hydrated, and make sure you don't land in such pain that it more or less bars you from gaming. So stay hydrated, people. Stay hydrated. Yeah, I wouldn't stay know. in the house. Yeah, I wouldn't know about a crippling <laughs> injury that prevents me from gaming. Heaven forbid I have that. <laughs> and you might have heard that tease of a voice, a very familiar voice. It's our boss, King Cooper Keith. I still don't like the acronym, but hey, <laughs> what's up, everybody? You were the one who chose it. And you I did. did say I need to change it. I was like, wait, I don't think this is a good one to use anymore. Yeah. I have a feeling I know why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how about just Koopa Keith then? A little shorter, if you get my drift. I was going to say Falcon Punch Keith. No, I like that a lot better. has to be a, 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 a letter of your name. It has to start with K. I'm trying uh, to Wario Will, Tellius Tyler, Andros Alex, etc. Uh, so if you want Koopa Key for now. There you go. But uh, now if you're wondering what happened with Tyler, <laughs> so are we. <laughs> Alright, so last week, kid you not, midway through the podcast, Tyler revealed to us that he had forgotten about the podcast because, again, kid you not, his dog ate some chocolate. And thus he had to rush him to the vet, which is absolutely what you should do. Dogs can't eat chocolate. Can we just Wait, what? No, seriously. Somebody should tell that to my dog. Really? Uh, what? They, they eat chocolate and they're fine? He eats chocolate, he eats fireworks, he eats <laughs> pretty much everything. He's still alive. We don't know how, what? but he's still alive. Yep. Yeah, like that's, I know that story. I mean, even Robot Chickens joked about how dogs can't eat chocolate, which is really weird because, you know, they eat so much crap, but chocolate's where you draw the line. Including crap. They eat crap. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so to <laughs> this week, Tyler is not taking care of his dog. He's taking care of himself and his family. They're on vacation. They actually had a nice day, so I wanted to go to the beach. So while he's at the beach, we're going to do actual work. <laughs> you hear that, Tyler? We're doing work, all right, to deal with that. But we do have some fun stuff to talk about tonight, so we'll start off with what have you been playing? I'm gonna go first because I'm gonna get. I have to keep it short. I uh, I finished Fire Emblem Warriors. Uh, sorry, Fire Emblem uh, Warriors Three Hopes. I I got my review up as I noted last week, <laughs> and then I played Batman Arkham City Harley Quinn's Revenge, which was a, a story DLC that they made. It was a little short and didn't really do much for me outside of let me play as Robin, which was fine. But uh, I meant to start on Arkham Knight finally to get me something going before Live Alive comes out next week. And then I had a literal debilitating injury. I have no idea how this happened, ladies and gentlemen. I, I went, it was Wednesday. I did my workout. I was fine. Came home, took a shower. I was fine. Started doing some work on my computer. I was fine. Got up to give me a drink of water. Came back to my chair. Bent over to adjust something in said chair. And all of a sudden my back explodes. Like literally. It was debilitating. I was pinned in my chair. And the pain didn't go away. So I called my father. And I said, Dad, I, something's wrong with my back. And I, it hurts to move. And he goes, oh, Todd, just go lay down in the heating pad. I was bedridden for the next five hours, and because I forgot to bring my phone with me, I had to do basically a combat crawl on my butt just to reach my desk, which is all of 10 feet away. And then because my parents couldn't get into my apartment because they don't have a spare key, I had to then 
try and get into a chair, which was hard. Roll said chair to my front door. Not easy with how messy my room is. And then unlock them. And spent the rest of the night in pain. Then Wednesday morning, I woke up and I could move. So my dad said, Tommy, just got to get to the hospital. And so they literally called an I had to call an ambulance to come pick me up, take me to the hospital. They shot me up full of stuff. And, uh, but not the good stuff, right, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, <laughs> Don't forget the, the, uh, huge bill they're going to give you. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Thankfully, I have insurance and that took care of most of the stuff. But I, I am expecting a big bill for the ambulance, but I don't know. Um, I am feeling better, obviously. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this podcast right now. I can, I couldn't stand for Tuesday and Wednesday, but I could stay, or most of Wednesday, but I could stand today. And I'm a little bit more mobile. I'm just really, really stiff. But I've been trying to take it easy. And that's my gaming has been short. I have been doing a lot of Tempest Trials, though. I'm almost done with that. Um, and yes, Will, I'm still mad about Thor and Loki. <laughs> right. and now I'm mad at them just because in the last level, they're, like, insanely strong. And I have to work my magic to get my right characters who can KO them into place. Like they, have, they have this ability to limit, like, flyers to one square movement. And I'm just like, what? That's mm -hmm, not fair. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yep, yep, yep. Because Pirate Nasala is like one of my aces in the hole because he could do uh, two strikes back to back without issue as long as he's not next to another ally. So I would send him after Thor and Loki, except he can't reach them. <laughs> so he's usually the first to die. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Thor and Loki are de quite devastating. Like, especially if you give her, um, the I think, the Rising Thunder ability. And like, yeah, that thing is like becomes an instant nuke from, for those two. So yeah, I, quite I, a deadly unit. I was about to cringe because I could have sworn you were about to say Thor and Loki are quite the pair. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you want me to go to no. that round, fine. No, I don't. I, no, I absolutely do not. So... Ugh, but yeah, I, I hopefully I'll go hopefully be playing some stuff tonight. It's got to take care of another review. Um, and for all of you who've noticed, hey, Todd, you've been doing a lot of reviews lately for shows and movies. I know. I didn't plan it, but it's just like, you know, I'm here. I've watched it. And I know Keith will be appreciative. Right, Keith? Are we talking about a certain movie that I don't want to talk about because no. it was? Okay. <laughs> I could, we could end the podcast. You could just re do the podcast right here and talk about that movie. I'm just talking about how. No, let's not do that. Okay. I, just, I was just talking about how I've honestly been reviewing a lot of shows and movies recently. I did that movie. I did Obi Wan. I did Umbrella Academy. I just did The Boys. And then tonight I'll be doing Miss Marvel. So I didn't intend for that to happen, but they're so packed in with one another and I have the time. So why not review them, right? Yeah. Why not? I mean, speaking of Miss Marvel, I have not watched that yet. Now that it's finished, I get to binge it. So looking yeah, forward to that this weekend. Yeah, that's what I did today. I'm on episode five. And so after the podcast is done, I'll be going to watch episode six. And then I'll do the review right after. So go in and, go in and edit that at like 3 a.m., Keith. <laughs> oh, jeez. Kidding, mostly. But yeah, so hopefully next week I'll have some more gaming exploits, especially as we get closer to Live Alive, which is for now, out next Friday. And then Xenoblade's one week after that. So uh, yeah, I know. Uh, oh, boy, boy. Yeah. All right. Well, how about you? What have you been playing? Uh, nothing much has more or less changed from my gaming habits as I continue on with my trek with Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. I have defeated the Mouse Zeno, not too bad as I thought. And currently, right, I've just recently been up the, um, the Shigaru Magala, basically the, another subspecies of the Gore Magala. And the only thing I just say right now is one, I still so hate the Zenogre. I really hate that that Thunderline be so much of his attacks. But yeah, but oh, oh no, that's nothing new. Again, uh, Master Hunter Rise Sunbreak, very fun. Just continue on the track 
tricks on the um, armor sets and questing. So again, that, that loop is still there. Very fun. I enjoy my time with Monster Rise on Break. Again, can't wait for the next update expansion on monsters. Um, as well as continuing a little bit on on Fall Guys, just just getting playing with the new modes here and there. I mean, Fall Guys is Fall Guys. What's really more else there to say? And yeah, unfortunately, nothing has much changed because I know one. I know that there's a live live demo currently out right now, but I haven't had a, got, got a chance to actually play that demo. So I really need to set some time to play that. As well as, as you said, like yeah, live live is coming out next week, and as well as Xenoblade Chronicles Three coming out. Yeah, just like yeah, one two weeks afterwards, which is like crazy already now. So, but I, I gotta wait for my order of um the the, the collector edition coming via Nintendo from their from their store. So yeah, I don't know. I probably will be getting my game a bit more later, but who knows? Who knows? So game wise itself, it, it's been generally quite pretty much the same. Again, Sunbreak fun always as usual, and of course with uh, Fire Emblem Heroes. Uh, again, I, I I pretty much finished up on the Tempest Trials, and just. Just more or less grinding up boards, and I, from what I checked on the calendar, event calendar, we are expecting up a new some a new banner coming up, I believe, on the seventeenth. So expect sometime we get a trailer, maybe this this coming weekend. So yeah, look forward to that. So overall, yeah, it's just more or less prepping up for Live Alive and uh, Monster Xenoblade Chronicles Three now. So overall, it's nothing much, no too different on my side. All right, Keith, how about you? Actually, I just started playing. Uh... I'm gonna butcher his name. Mario Strikers Battle League, is it? Yeah. Oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I picked it up the other day. I'm actually playing it right now. Oh, okay. And it's uh, it's interesting because I'm not a big fan of soccer games, but I figured I'd give it a try. Hmm. Well, you might be more interested in uh, football games. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. My wife says she does not like that joke. <laughs> Blame the UK. <laughs> Well, it's not just the UK, but yeah. Because we call it soccer and they. Football is <laughs> Was that a, was that a surprise guess? Was that your is that your Princess Peach? Uh, I don't know. I call her Princess. Oh. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Okay. You're more of a Daisy. Oh, oh, the Burns. No wonder Daisy is Bowser. awesome. I like Daisy. I'm sad they did not put her in yet. Yeah, that's true. A lot of. Uh, Tyler, rest in peace. Um, it was, feels the same way. Uh, it is weird that the roster was that small. It really is. But then again, they probably just wanted to pad their DLC cells. So whatever. Yeah, that's Nintendo for you guys. I mean, most businesses, they're. I'm pretty sure they're waiting. They, oh, you want more characters? Here you go, more DLC. Again, I just hate it. With the, the, again, we've learned so much already from their, their sports initiative, and it really stinks. We were expecting these games for so long, and boom, you just give us the bare minimum, and you add it later on. Come on, that Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to make we, your money. You got to make your money. The fact That's that we how you do it. Yeah, right. I mean, again, business decisions and all that, but the fact that we were waiting for new uh, Marvel Strikers for, a, yeah, almost like a decade 15 now. years. Yeah, 15 years for that, and this is what you give us. I might as well just go back to freaking uh, Mario Strikers Charge. This is what ticked me off about the the uh, the IP story we ran last week. Just because they're they're more than fine with doing these sports games that technically aren't even complete. I mean, if you remember Aces, they gave a story mode in the DLC. Right, right, right. How would you do that? And then Golf was a little more put together, but not by much. They had like two or three track. 
courses in the first right, 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 know, right. update, and now you got this one. It's like, oh, we'll be throwing in more characters, maybe some new Battle Gear. Like, Nintendo's supposed to be the company that you get the game and it's complete outside of fair expansions and, and DLC. Like like with uh, uh, Sword and Shield. Like, we got DLC, but that was like meaningful DLC with the Isle of Armor and the... And the yeah, 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 you know, yeah. That was yeah. meaningful. It wasn't just like, oh, yeah, there's this was one feature we almost put in the game, but we didn't. No, these were actual expansions versus this, which is like, oh, you want new characters? Wait for the DLC. Why? Why couldn't you just put it in? Ugh. Yeah, yeah. That's Again, that's just like how most companies are doing it now. They Once somebody figured out that DLC is a great way to earn money, most companies are doing it now. At least the basic is that Nintendo doesn't charge for these free update contents. Well, that that's the only saving grace for them. But the fact that you know, you add it afterwards and not in the main game is like, ugh, that, that's the way I don't like about them. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to endure, I guess. So after, uh, aside from Battle League, what else you got? Or what else have you been playing, Keith? So I've been playing a game on a PC. Wow, I lost my voice there for a second. Right. <clears throat> Arcade, Arcadian? Arcadian? It's a weird name. Pretty much... You're trying to save your uncle's arcade by going into an arcade machine and completing a bunch of different challenges. Uh, it's basically PVE, uh, PVP as well. It's, it's fun. It's mindless fun. Third-person shooter. Um, good time waster, but it does get boring after a while. But I'm finding it pretty, uh, to be pretty interesting. I'm trying to finish it. And, of course, I'm still on my crusade to yell at Bandit Namco any chance I get because the Dark Souls servers for the PC have come back online. So been biding my time and you know writing them every couple of days say hey what's going on hey what's going on no it's not a mm-hmm. game but i know people who play dark souls will appreciate that effort because uh yeah they're treating us like crap do what you need to man just do what you need to so yeah i uh seeing pc games i've, I've seriously got to dive into my backlog because due to the steam sales that uh, you keith and some of the others showed me i've got like technically five games in backlog which is not me i'm usually very good about you know buying one game then playing it, then moving on to the next one because of all these sales that we had on steam i've got the mass effect legendary collection i gotta play i got uh jedi fallen order i gotta play i got final fantasy 7 remake integrate i gotta play and i'm just like i want to get to these games but i i want to do arkham knight because i never played that before and then i've got to do live alive and xenoblade and so hopefully time opens up but not likely with how my life goes oh well I like how you say you need to play them. That's the sign of a true game. I need to play these games. Yeah. Not that I want, <laughs> I need. Well, it's just it's like this. I, my, as I've noted on, my, on the podcast before, my old PC was, it wasn't crap. Okay, it was crap. By the end, it was crap. At the beginning, it was great. Like, I needed a new PC. I got it, and it was done. Then I got uh, the new PC, thanks to a friend, and a very good and powerful friend. And... I was just like, you know what? I need to see if I can play video games again. I mean, yes, they told me it's a powerful, it's a powerful system, but I've heard that before. And so I popped in, you know, Arkham Asylum, and it played great. It popped in Arkham City, and it played great. And I checked before I bought the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, and it said that my PC could run it. So I'm excited to get back into Mass Effect because I haven't played that in years and years. And I've never played uh, Jedi Fallen Order, though I've heard wonderful things about it. And I, uh, I, I want to try. Uh, Final Fantasy 7 remake because I got I have the original game and I kind of got bored because it was it it was very outdated and I've heard so many great things about Intergrade especially with the additional Yuffie story and all that and it's on PC so I have a PC that can play games again why not you know 
I, I love it. And then uh, later this year, we're going to get the Spider-Man game that was uh, only on PS4. I would love to play that game because I've heard so many great things about it. Will, Will, mm -hmm. you hear what's happening here? Uh, I was do you hear the Do you hear the transition? The transition here. Oh boy! <laughs> PC Master Race. Somebody's going to PC gamer here. Uh, <laughs> I'm boy. proud of him. Oh, no, no, no! I was a PC gamer. Like seriously, if it wasn't for how old my, how old my system was, I would have played a lot of these games beforehand. Uh, you know, when they were out. But I, 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 I have never been in the position to constantly update my system. And I'm very much a kind of guy, and I know this is a stereotype for males, but uh, I use it until it breaks. Because if it works, why should I replace it? I got a new computer because it literally just wasn't working anymore. It was making terrible noises and everything. And now I get to bask in the glory of this very LED bright <laughs> computer system seriously I, the, the lights drive me crazy at night i have to actually cover up a button because it keeps flashing in the room in the dark but uh i have the pc and i was i was i was a serious pc gamer once in the time i played the entire mass effect trilogy on pc same with batman up until arkham Asylum because it was uh, a little too advanced for my computer at the time uh math blaster remember that oh yeah. man <laughs> that was one of the games that got me into pc gaming because i love math blaster so I was a PC gamer, and then I had to stop because my computer just couldn't handle it. But now, now I can be a dual gamer again, console and PC, and I can love both worlds because that's how it's supposed to go in gaming and comics and life. But oh well. All right, but enough about me. I... <laughs> Is this the Todd Talk Hour? I, thought, I think that's my other show. Uh, we do have some very interesting pieces of news to get to, and uh, starting out with a lovely leading lady. So it's time to go down the warp pipe and ladies and gentlemen we can finally say we know when bayonetta 3 is coming out about bloody time it's been 84 years <laughs> yes yes i think it's like how many things like yeah 300 something days it feels like years it's been years well it, we got the announcement at the game awards in december 2017 because reggie revealed that Bayonetta 1 and 2 were going to be coming to the Switch. And he, he told Joff Keeley, did you really think we were only going to come here with news about a port? And that's when they showed the first Bayonetta 3 trailer, or teaser. Right. But by the time it comes out, it'll have been almost five years since that announcement. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So along with that announcement of Bayonetta 3, it's coming out on October 28th. We'll get to that in a sec. Um, we learned that there is a lot going on here, including the new monsters, which are called homunculi, no relation <laughs> to Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Or is it? I'm joking. Um, seriously, though, if we see a, a, a metal-armed kid coming around, I'm out. Um, but they are homunculi, which are apparently creations by humans. An interesting twist. And they're actually trying to wipe out all the universes, Heaven, Inferno, and Earth. So that'll be fun. We also saw some new characters, including Viola. Mm, 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 mm. I, I could have sworn there was Dante. <laughs> really? Because like a lot of people thought it, was, it looked like a, uh, not a, uh, not a daughter version of Virgil. Like A lot of people thought it was uh, Virgil. Like, uh, the haircut. But, well, the, the first picture I saw of Viola was uh, her back, sword on her on her back and everything. And that looked like a Dante pose. But uh, yeah, I can see, see the Virgil comparisons too. But yeah, we got Viola, who has a very interesting connection to the story. We apparently get to see a second version of Bayonetta. 
Maybe. Yeah, I'm looking at the image right now, and like, yeah, she she's basically done a dragon armor suit, and basically she handles this kind of realm. So, yeah, when they showed that off, what one I thought was that Jennifer Hale I hear, and secondly is like, yeah, the whole multiverse theory, which I, I'm still sticking to my guns. Like, yeah, they're gonna introduce the original voice actress of uh, Bayonetta in in this game somehow. I'm, that whole multiverse theory is starting to kick in again. Yeah, I uh, this looked very interesting. And of course, we had all the old players come into the to the fold, uh, Luca and all of them. So this is this is gonna be fun. But uh, they they showed off a bunch of new abilities, including uh, Bayonetta actually becoming one with the demon forms that she could summon. Yes, like, Madam like, Butterfly, like, Madam Butterfly. Yeah, yeah. Well, we also saw the dra a dragon, uh, her her beast summon dragon. Yeah, Alberago. Yeah, and we saw another one. I can't recall what it is though. We also saw like kind of some on rails shooting events like via vehicles so that looked like a lot of fun yeah, yeah that is tradition because if you they they made it basically a, a full-on space harrier tribute in the lap in the first game so uh, yeah they, they will make so tribute. I, I probably forgot that but uh yeah the game looks fun just glad we finally have a release date on it even though it's you know october which as me and will were joking before the podcast uh... october is literally the third the month of third parties because just for the switch in october we have bayonetta 3 persona 5 royal Near Automata, Year of the... Uh, Yorha edition. Yorha. Yeah, thank you. And then Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. So if you want to play all four games, break out your piggy bank. <laughs> and then make a calendar so you know what, what's coming up when and how much time you have to beat each game. Good luck. Uh, yeah, yeah, we were just talking about that on Spec Mode. October is just loaded. Yeah. Yeah, like I one, I kind of have a wonder, like, did the the people at Platinum Games or Nintendo, like, okay, let's put everything on October. Like, we have four major hitters in October. Like, uh, Nintendo, are you sure that's wise? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes it's just about timing. Maybe they really thought that it was okay to put all these games, if nothing else, like to throw a blanket over the month and say, hey, you're gonna buy something in October. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, I, I can understand why they didn't want to, you know, put it in November because of Pokemon. They wanted to make sure, especially for the Switch, that they had all eyes on Gen 9 because that's going to be a huge release. But it is a lot. Now, now, thankfully for me, I'm only getting three of those games. I won't I won't get near Automata. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm not. It's just if I'm going to focus on something, I, I need to make a sacrifice, and that would be near to me. Uh, or maybe near and dear. Oh, dear God. Uh... Yeah. Just remember, Keith, my puns are automatic. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, also just a compliment on the Bayonetta 3 news as well, because also on the on Nintendo's, uh, they, Nintendo also announced that there will be a collector's edition of Bayonetta 3, the Trinity Masquerade edition, which comes with a 200-page art book with three game cases for all three games that's come to Switch. And originally, the first game was not uh, physical on on uh, Switch hardware, but now on, uh, yeah, I'm seeing here on the date, uh, September uh, September 30th, they will be releasing uh, Bayonetta 1 physically on for Switch on that date. So yeah, you can actually get all three titles on the of Bayonetta 1, 2, and 3 on the Switch hardware physically. So, yes, if you want to go, get the entire trilogy, then by all means, this is the next package to, to get. Which, uh, yeah, um, they, you can either pre-order it either on their shop, on their online shop, which, honestly, I don't want to do that again, or you can do it on select retailers, which are like GameStop, which, l last I checked, you can actually pre-order the, the Trinity Masquerade Edition currently right now on their, on their um, you can. retailers. So you I can actually that. just came back not too long ago from GameStop. 
uh, yeah, I got my pre-order in for the, uh, the Trinity. Mm-mm-mm. So yeah, so you don't want to do the whole trouble of Nintendo's online shop like we did with the Unity Chronicles 3 Special Edition, then by all means, this is the better other option best. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and uh, sh- oh, I'm sorry, uh, one more thing. Uh, do you want to also say one more news regarding to Bayonetta 3? Bayonetta 3? Bayonetta 3? <laughs> so I'm not sure you also checked out on Platinum side of things, or I think even Nintendo also retweeted this, but in case you are having some qualms regarding to the mature content of Bayonetta 3, Platinum Games has announced an, a new mode or a new toggle, which is basically called Naive Angel Mode. So in case you don't want to have those awkward situations dealing with your parents of, of a witch basically using her hair as uh, demonic summonings, you can actually put that mode on and yes have no loot what loot whatsoever so yeah there is a naive angel mode which is kind of hilarious but again there's options so if you don't want to have the whole loot options getting the awkward situations by all means that there's an option for that so yep <laughs> and as we all know will being the perfect angel that he is he will totally be using the family friendly mode because he would never ever <laughs> dream uh, of, har, of having har, a woman address har, herself har. In front of him in his video game, heaven forbid. Well, I'm. Sorry. Are we talking about the same person? I mean, yes. Will is a saint. He would never, you know, or watch that stuff, or uh... cheat about that stuff, or you know, threaten to tag me in some lewd imagery just because I made fun of him once. You know, never. He would never do that, would you, Will? Again, Platinum Games is a culture. It's a culture company. Platinum Games is a culture company. I gotta be honest. I'm glad to see that options in there because this game was it's supposed to be played like that. The original Bebe was, you know what? We're we're putting everything out there, leaving everything on the floor. Enjoy. And there was no toggle to. Oh my God, she's using her hair as an attack. We can see some of her body. Like really, guys? She's pummeling and beating people up. Yeah. To death. And you're more concerned about, oh, I can see some skin. I know priorities, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's it's sadly that is one thing in gamer culture that many have not gotten over. I mean, there are times when it is excessive, but at least there's a reason here. Like it's her hair; she uses it to transform, and that means she has to remove it from one place to another. That's understandable. So, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you played the Bayonetta games, Keith? I'm also curious. Say again. Have you played Bayonetta? Oh yeah, hell yeah. yes. One yes. Two? Yes. Good. No, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, are you excited for Bayonetta three? Yes, I am. I'm again. Here's my sorry. I'm saying this. I'm sad that it, it is yet again exclusive to the Switch. Obviously, for reasons that uh, I talked about before, not only here but other places, because you know that whole Bayonetta license situation is weird. But um. Uh, I would love to have you know six frame per second at 1080p and all that front stuff, but still, it's a it's a beat 'em up. Um, I'm gonna love it regardless, and they've been teasing the heck out of this game. Yeah, I cannot wait for Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bayonetta mm-hmm. two ran great on the Switch and the Wii U. Actually, ran great on the Wii U. The Wii U, yeah, 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 it I did, yeah, it definitely yeah. did. And then they ported it over the Switch, and so now that they've had five years, I'm pretty sure this is gonna look really good when it comes out. So again, October 28th, go get it or don't. It's your choice. <laughs> All right, next up is a kind of a surprise. It's a new Kirby game <laughs> called Kirby Dream Buffet. Now, I got to be clear on this. this. While this is a new game, it's not your typical one because it's going to be coming exclusively to the Nintendo eShop. So no physical releases. But it's basically you're racing down delicious obstacle courses, trying to collect strawberries and 
uh, make sure your competition doesn't get more than you. So, yeah, serious game, but it's Kirby. You can make that you make that at work. <laughs> yeah, when I saw this trailer, like, okay, a big cake, and like, ah, that Kirby smile, like, oh, look at that giant cake. I mean, that 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 image of Kirby, that pure cuteness as heck. And when they showed up the gameplay again, is one it reminded me of age. It, yeah, Age of Rocks, like Age of Boulders, like you that boulder game where you roll it down and then you hit that uh your the wall. It kind of reminds me of that. And a lot of people basically made the comparison of this is basically gourmet race, which they did a long time ago. So the unofficial sequel to Gourmet Race of Kirby. Uh, and even there's some comparison that this is basically the Fall Guy Kirby game. So I don't know where that comparison is, since this thing is only a four-player game. But yeah, the fact that they are not they they dropped this Kirby game uh, as like okay a rolling Kirby game to feed Kirby the all the things basically a Katamari, uh, Damasi kind of kind of game. So I mean again, it's Kirby, it's cute. If you like, if you want to support Kirby again, this is another game to perhaps looking forward to. Just feed the pink buffalo of gluttony. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are a few Nintendo characters who are very malleable in terms of what you could put them in. Mario is obviously the first one, and Kirby's the second. And this is just a, another great idea. You know, make Kirby eat things and, you know, get make him get really, really big by eating the strawberries to beat the opponents. And, yeah, it does have a feel of these various games, including Fall Guys. Um, it, it's not meant to be taken seriously. Like, this is not the next great Kirby game like what Forgotten Land was. If you want to play a, a true Kirby game, go get Kirby and Forgotten Land. I highly recommend it. But if you just want to, this is like this is like one of those chilling games, you know. Oh, I have like ten minutes. What can I play? Oh, I can go play, you know, Kirby. The Kirby, well, it's called Kirby. Uh, Dream Buffet. Sorry, Dream Buffet. Yeah, Kirby. I can play Kirby Dream Buffet for ten minutes, and then you do that, and then you're happy, and then you leave. So, and the fact that's coming out in the eShop exclusively shows that they know that this is just gonna be for those, you know, those diehard fans or the, the super casual ones, and. So I'm I'm not mad about this. I mean, it, we we just got done with Forgotten Land, so it would be a really odd day to announce a true next Kirby game. So I I don't mind this at all. Mm -mm -mm. And yeah, just here's hoping that it doesn't charge full price. Like, oh, maybe I expect twenty dollars. I need to check on the price on that. But here's hoping it's not a full yeah, price. I, I, twenty dollars seems fair for what it is. What about you, Keith? What do you think? Well, it's going to depend on how much it costs. Fair. That's the thing. Um, it, it's. It's not something I'm looking forward to, um, but it does look like it's a good time waster. But again, if it's overpriced and it's like, why are you going to charge me a full price for something that clearly is not? And I thought I saw some people complaining about this already, about the price. So I'm actually trying to find a price myself. I'm actually checking on the homepage right now and just loading up right now. I'll let you know when I, when I see it. So again, not not it's not meant to be the most. Serious. It's a party game. Yeah, it's, it's a party it's game. Party game. That's it. Thank you. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. Exactly what it is. It is a party game, and it looks adorable. Like and that's what Kirby games are. They are cute. They are adorable. They let you have fun. What more could you want? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Out, hold on. It's coming out this summer, so we haven't. We don't have a release date yet. So keep your eyes on that. And if you want to have a little fun, go get this game. Yeah, and I'm actually checking the page right now. They actually don't have a price for it yet, so yeah. That makes yeah. sense. They're probably they're probably testing the market because they don't want to get blasted for having. They don't want to have another Sonic Origins, you know. Yeah, you Sonic fans know what I'm talking about. That's true. <laughs> you hear that, Tyler? <laughs> All right. Next up, this is another good piece of news. We have uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge, mm. uh, the mm -mm. game that I know Keith has very much enjoyed. He even did a video on it. Oh yes. Oh my God. Oh, it was so much fun. Myself, 
uh was it myself josh carl carl no yeah carl um and kyle i believe andrew and uh one other person not for sure who it was but five of us and <laughs> we played it it was so much fun all the way through it was great it was a great again it's beat them up party lots of fun lots of crazy moves which just a lot of nostalgia from playing games back in the day, like the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade games, uh, Turtles in Time. Loved it. Great game. Absolutely deserves every accolade that it gets. Amazing. Well, on, on that note of accolades, it, we can already add one to its list because it has crossed one million in sales. Ooh. Now, I want to be clear on something. This is not one million just on the Switch. This is one million across all the systems, and I believe it was on quite a few. Which is yep. fine because it was a beat 'em up title, it was low graphics, it, it could handle all the systems could handle it. So between all the systems, consoles and PC, it has already sold over one million units. So that's really cool. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. yeah, so like and all and like not to also to compliment that there was an honest trailer about that game oh, and yeah. like that I like, did not understand that trailer. It was like you don't like fun games, my man. Yeah. What's up with that? I did think it was a little weird. I mean he did acknowledge that it was basically, you know, a, a modern day Turtles in Time, which is not a bad thing because Turtles in Time was awesome. Yeah, but yeah. he did say like, you know, don't basically don't make another game like this. I'm like, that's not fair though, because if you can keep it fresh and fun people will buy it just look at mario so yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's just to see this game and of course like you see people's playthroughs like especially when you get that whole six the fact you get one play locally or play it online with six people it's just like it's pure chaos but it also is just bonkers fun. it is look at our video on the website it is bonkers and that was just only five people that was just five people yeah I want to note that when Keith was sending out the invitation, I responded that I would love to play, but I guess they were already in the game because I was totally one of that Casey Jones. So, oh well. Maybe, <laughs> maybe next time, Keith. Next time. We next need to do it time. again. Another game night. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> All right. So if you are one of the people who bought Shredder's Revenge, thank you. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, if, they, if we get another title like this, or if you want another title like this, you know who to go ask. Go talk to the go message the developers. They will definitely hear your cries for a sequel. W would you like a sequel, Keith? No. 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 I want them to go on to the next game. That's they've fair. gave they've already given us uh, Streets of Rage four, and now this. So people are already asking for them to do an X Men game now, which would oh, be yeah. licensed oh, hell yeah, yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. how many people have that license or? Yeah, touch they, that license and yeah it would be crazy but it would be great to see it happen and, and, and finally enough they mentioned that in the honest trailer <laughs> they said they, they would go do the x-men game if you didn't have to go through the person or company or mouse that owns the license curse you disney curse you disney like it's I, so funny how it was like don't make another game but you know if you do you know well i mean they're, they're covering their bases it was like if, if you do remember the x-men title i remember the x-men title because it was actually at my church we had a Play wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Arcade <laughs> game at your church? I'm, explain I'm going to explain. When I was in high school, I think junior year, we our church um, was going through an expansion. They wanted to make the church even bigger so we could house more people. And that was, and that especially included the children and the teenagers. So we had this massive building that we called the Oasis. And in it was like a little mini playground for like, you know, the 10 and unders to play. And then for the junior high and high schoolers, we had this massive room that could hold hundreds of kids. And for the record, we filled those seats quite a bit. And every Friday night, or, or like every other Friday night, 
we would have what we would call Oasis Night. And we'd be able to have fun, play music. We had like a, a, a soda bar there. And on the top floor, well away from everything else, we had a line of arcade games. We had a ping pong table. We had a TV that we could hook up our consoles to. I brought Guitar Hero. One time it was like the star of the night for obvious reasons. And it was just a good old time. And I miss those days so, so much. But one of those arcade games that we had was the X-Men title. And I loved playing that game. So, And when people faced me, they were welcome to die. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Anyway. But enough about my church. <laughs> the dumb thing is that... Never mind. That's a long story. But let's just say the Oasis wasn't what it once was. Anyway. Moving on. We have... A, this is a rumor. There might be new Mario Kart 8 DLC. This is from an insider. And they said that even more DLC is coming outside of the booster pass. I'm not sure why, though. Um, I don't get it. Like, the Booster Pass is their DLC. Like, the it's the first major DLC since, you know, ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> since the Wii U did their DLC. So I'm not sure why they're thinking of doing this now. I don't get it. It's definitely kind of weird news. Like, Well, the question... I'm sorry, Will, cut you off. The question is, how well did the pack do? Good point. I, I'm guessing it because, like, again, the first few tracks right now, like, it wasn't as great because, like, I know there were like some they pu- they pulled from the mobile game America Tour, and like, it wasn't as great as it seems. Like, it, it, while it did have like the bells and whistles of like for the, the console, it just didn't felt like it wasn't necessary. Like, so I it, it definitely kind of struggled from what I hear from the consensus. I have uh, Yeah, I don't have any answers, but. I, this is why I, I'm honestly getting kind of tired of this, but I, I talk about it because I, I feel it brings a discussion. I just can't trust these insiders anymore. Mm-hmm. Because every time they mention something, I kind I get really excited, like the Fire Emblem people. Like, everyone's saying there's already a Fire Emblem game done, there's a way to announce it. Okay, then, but where is it? And they're like, oh, they're doing this remake, or they're doing this sequel, or they're doing this, that, and the other thing. And then, like, nothing happens. And then, like, you hear that same report from a different insider, like, months later. I'm like, you said this months ago. Like, they did the same thing with the Donkey Kong. They keep updating us about a Donkey Kong title that's coming. Until it happens, I don't believe you. <laughs> All right? Do you hear me? Do you hear me, dang insiders? If you if it doesn't happen soon, I'm not going to believe you. And yet they keep making these statements, and it gets the fans excited. I'm like, enough. Well, Actually, that's the thing right there, though. The insiders are... The audience create these insiders and a lot of these people don't have any clout and they just make up these things and people roam with it and then they just keep going and keep going if we stop believing the stuff these insiders say then we'll have less people coming out and saying hey you know i heard from my cousin's father's sister's brother's mother that this game is coming out or this dlc is coming out we're perpetuating these guys to continue to do this we need to stop if a dlc comes out or something eventually gets leaked officially and i'd say official like you know like maybe Nintendo's website or ubisoft website or somebody's website then hey great or even still how about we just stop caring about these leaks in the first place there you go there you go all right moving on uh to mario and rabbits sparks of hope so again that game also comes out in october but you might have noticed that there was a key change in the roster that they didn't exactly explain we do know that we're getting a couple of new characters, including Rabbit, Rosalina, Edge, and Bowser. 
But if you compare that roster to the original game, you notice that Yoshi is missing. So why did they do that? The answer has come uh, via uh, producer Xavier Manzares. Manzanares? That is a last name. Uh, let's just call him Professor X, shall we? <laughs> and he said, when we started to think about the team and the heroes, we didn't want to go for, okay, we did it before, so we have to do the same thing again, and trying to evolve what we had in Kingdom Battle. So it's true as well for, for heroes. We decided early on to go for nine heroes. We didn't know exactly which ones, and we didn't want to go for the ones that are in Kingdom Battle because that's the rule. As it's not a direct sequel, we talked and we still believe today that players would be more interested and think, okay, the choice they made for the heroes and what they put into the game are logical because of the archetypes and what they can do in battle. And it's cool. And the synergy is cool. So, yeah, we opened our minds. That's when we started to come up with this character called Edge. I won't be able to talk about her and what she's doing in storyline because it's spoilers for right now, but the same goes for Rabbit Rosalina. Then we talked about Bowser. We thought it would be awesome. And he goes on to talk about the uh, end quote. He goes on to talk about, you know, archetypes, weapon choices. So the reason we don't have Yoshi is that for one reason or another, they felt that these other characters built, fit different archetypes to give different strategies on the battlefield. And if you remember the Rabbit showcase and the new trailer that came out, they're really leaning into each character being super unique in both weapon and ability and skills so that you could plan your team to take on the battle in front of you. So Yoshi is gone, but he is not forgotten. Okay. So basically <laughs> it's the equivalent of jumping in Super Mario World and letting Yoshi fall. Oh. There we go. Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of sad that, yeah, one day I had to go and drop Yoshi like that. But again, give and take, at least we got someone else to help replace it. So kind of ease the blows. But the fact that we kind of have, like, I don't know, I prefer like a, the big party team like, like they would do with XCOM. But yeah, well, yeah, you, you take what you can get. Indeed. And the game still looks great. I honestly didn't notice that Yoshi was gone. I really didn't. I was just like, okay, the cast is here. No, Yoshi was gone. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't even remember using Yoshi in the main game. But then again, I know I didn't use a lot of the characters in the main game. So, you know, once you find your team, you think, I don't need another one, you know? So, uh, I'm still very much looking forward to Rabbids, Sparks of Hope. And, yeah, if, if, they, if they're comfortable with this roster, I will trust them. Because they, they, have, they have earned my respect. And for me to say, you know what, do what you think is best. Because the first game was just so dang awesome. All right, and last one, and this is more of like, uh, let's call it a public service announcement, because there are already apparent Pokemon Gen 9 leaks out there. Of course there are. Of course. <laughs> you thought the leaks were your allies. By the time I saw a leak, I was already a man. Ah, I'm Bane. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I, just, I do the voice really well, so I can't resist. But, uh, yeah. We ha I haven't looked at them. I'm pretty sure Will and Keith haven't either. But beware. They are out there, even though we are you know, still a couple months away from release. And Nintendo hasn't even shown too much more of, of Scarlet and Violet. And, of course, we can't confirm that these are true leaks or just speculation. But be on the lookout because the last couple generations, including Arceus and Sword and Shield, were heavily leaked. Like, right before... You know, release and Nintendo has been trying to stop that because they want players to be surprised. It's like that's supposed to be the point is that you don't know all the Pokemon and what they look like and their evolutions and this, that, and the other thing. You know, let's enjoy the surprise. So if you see a leak, a, a leak column or posting or whatever, do your best to avoid it or 
if you're on Twitter, block out certain words so you don't get spoiled and whatnot. So just be warned. They, just they, unplug your computer. Oh, <laughs> uh, don't like, go on live. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of people who would say that is the best answer ever. And I'm like, is, is it though? <laughs> it is, I feel like. Again, like to the point of the technology age, the best thing to do is disconnect. Again, Watch Dogs had it right. Just disconnect. <laughs> Oh, uh, if only that game was what, what, what it promised to be. Anyway. <laughs> All right. And now we will head to the main event. Because a new story that broke today, at the time of this recording, was that Nintendo bought a company. Now, in the past, they've bought in the very small ones to kind of help with games. But this one's different. They brought, they've bought the CG production house known as Dynamo Productions. And a further story noted that this company is going to be rebranded as Nintendo Pictures. Pictures of what, you might ask? Well, we are going to, I could take that so many directions, especially since Will is here, but I will not. Um, they are going to be doing, presumably, animated shorts and shows and movies, potentially, because of the desire by Nintendo to go and expand their IP beyond the market. We already know about the Super Mario movie. There's rumors of a Legend of Zelda thing on Netflix. And this company apparently is going to be the new spearhead for whatever comes next. But what should come next? We will break this down in a Nintendo discussion. Okay, so here's what I want. I want each of us, we'll do this round. I, I think we'll do one round or maybe two, depending on how much we talk. We'll each decide on a property of Nintendo's that we would love to see either in a shorts form or a TV series, like, like Big Castlevania, or a movie like the Super Mario movie. What one do you think should get pushed to the head of the line? Keith, since you're our, our returning guest, I will let you go first. Star Fox. <laughs> oh, I like that. Keep going. And Kid Icarus. Ooh, also, oh. also good choice. So explain why. Why do you think those two would work best for this? Well, there was an animation not too long ago for Star Fox. I don't remember if it was something Nintendo sanctioned or if it was something a fan did. Um, uh, it was during that internet, E3 presentation, was, I recall. It was really good. And I always wanted to see what would happen if they made a series out of that. And Kid Icarus, I mean... It's the perfect, I don't want to say franchise, perfect series, put it that way. Um, there's it's so many different did. directions you can go with that and add more lore to a game that really should be given more exposure than an actual series. It should, should be given more experience or uh, exposure than an actual mm -mm -mm -mm. I think it would be cool to see a character's game. Or, sorry, a character's animation. But uh, you expected me to say F Zero, but no. I did. <laughs> but no, gotcha. it was me, Dio. Star Fox is amazing. Come on, Star Fox is amazing. It has not been given its proper due. Right, right, right. For I sure, mean, for it's, sure. It's so. If you ask somebody what Star Fox is, if they hadn't played Star Fox back in the day, or Star Fox Adventures, Adventures, I'll give it to the point of assault. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I was trying not to say assault. Hey, I would defend that game. Fight me. I like it. <laughs> they go, what, what, what Star Fox? Yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I, I, I totally agree with you on Star Fox because 
just imagine if they if they do it like anime style and then they do the space dog fights. They could go so crazy with the visuals and like the camera angles, like you know, since the you know they could go upside down and do you know do a barrel roll and all that. That would look so cool if they could pull it off right. And I mean, I, yeah, it, it was the Star Fox Zero movie. That's what it was. Well, yeah, that was so good. There you go. And I wanted more of that. Yeah. So now they got an animation studio, right? Do it, please. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Oh, and I, and I do want to make one thing clear. Uh, Dynamo Productions, they've worked not just on video games, but actual animes. Like they were did they helped with Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. They, they did uh one of the studio they helped with one of the Studio Ghibli movies and the Earwig. Um I can't remember what it's called. It was Earwig and the something. But uh and they've they, they did they did the Pikmin shorts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And they've worked on video games like Other M and we don't want like to talk about it, whatever. Uh they worked on Resident Evil franchise. So, you know, they've touched a lot they've, of things. they've been around yeah they've been definitely. Around. so this is a big this is a big deal so anything is really on the table as for kid icarus i agree with that one i love your your you're talking about you know expanding the lore because especially with uprising we got a lot of great lore and voice acting with that so we did have those shorts featuring palatina that one time including a very interesting one about her taking a bath and being attacked by fruit i think it was vegetables vegetables and carrots that's true so yeah, they definitely and they already have the voice acting team. Like just bring them back and you know, let them do their thing. So I am absolutely for that. That's that's those great suggestions, Keith. All right, mm-hmm. well, what about you? Uh personally for me, I I'm guessing like the one series that kind of pops into my mind, I think you probably like this, Todd. Why not Fire Emblem? Like because yes. we we have seen so much uh CG cutscenes from Intelligent Systems and like again, they've done great uh cutscenes in all their games for sure so why not like do like a series of fire Emblem? like again the tales of Valentia or Tellius and all that like we, we've seen a lot of war uh, war anime shows I mean the recent of uh berserk and all that so why not bring a fire emblem of a, a, a proper fire emblem? because there was a fire emblem anime before but we don't talk about that we do not talk about Wait, that hold on. There, there, there was a fire emblem anime there was technically a fire emblem anime but that was like way back when like okay. way back in the early like, 90s. like in 90s yeah, like way back in the nineties, okay, there so was yeah. a, there was a, an anime show. Yeah, I, I think we actually talked about this before on, a, on like a movie makers segment. But I thought I feel that they could take the Fire Emblem games and make one season per game. Mm-hmm. And I think that would, obviously would be a little tricky with ones like Sacred Stones or or Fates or Three Houses because of the branching storylines. But if you do ones like Shadows of Valentia and Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn, you could take the whole game and boil it down to like a twenty episode season. And then even when time passes, you could do what they do in the video game and just have narrators, you know, saying like, Ike and his horses had defeated the, the army of Dane and had to travel to Crimea to retake the castle. And no one's going to blink that, you know, it took a month to get there because, you know, walking, it's a thing. So, <laughs> give it enough time and you could make it so memorable and then, you know, visualize the things that we really only got to see with the not clunky 3D models, but, you know, very low-key, basic things that, you know, you, an anime would totally be able to expand upon. But yes, I am totally down for Fire Emblem, the anime. And hey, I'll even write it for you. You're l- lucky you. <laughs> then I, can, then I have, finally have Ike say, I hate you, Micaiah. See, Tyler, it's that easy. Ike uh, <laughs> Here we go again. Yeah, you, you pretty much just gotta, can't wait for a great turn to say to Veronica Taylor, like, oh, I hate you, Micaiah. Like, I, I can only imagine if you can 
I don't know if they have well, something on cameo. Like, it's like it's okay, like, it's like this. You know the phrase "hate the player, not the game." This one is "hate the character, not the voice actor." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I can only imagine if they're gonna do something in Fire Emblem Heroes, like they're gonna have that text, but text speech in some way or another. I wonder. <laughs> All right, but yeah, that's a great, that's a great choice. So mine is one that we've absolutely talked about before, and we've actually kind of gotten teases of it in two different trailers. I want a Smash Brothers anime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and here's mm-hmm. the best part: it could be a limited series. Like a one and done, you know? But in each episode, you make it that it looks like a one-on-one or triple threat or fatal four-way match, and you feature the characters, and it's all about the action. And the story is as simple as simple can be. You have Master Hand and Crazy Hand pick out the fighters, randomly put them in the battlefields, wake them up, and they're driven to fight. No one will care that that's all the story. And then by the end, whoever is left standing will break out of the spell and go face Master Hand and Crazy Hand in one final fight. Hmm. Yeah, we saw teases of this in the uh, uh, Lucina Robin trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. okay. That was a good one. And then, of course, the uh, Palutena trailer where we saw Ike versus Pit. And that was an anime style. So you can make and just dedicate yourselves to doing the absolute greatest fight scenes with these characters as possible and everyone will love it it doesn't need to have the deepest story because it's smash brothers you don't (laughs) need the deep story you just need the best action ever in this fighting game anime adaptation did you hear me keith (laughs) so adaptation hey you don't have to convince me i've said it was a a fighting game just yeah not in the traditional sense yeah and i'm fine with it not being a traditional fighting game but it's still a fighting game okay Anyway, but Mm-mm-mm. this one just reeks of potential. I mean, think of the fun matchups they could do, even if they aren't able to use, like, the third-party characters like Snake and Cloud and Sonic. I mean, just with the first-party characters, you could have so many creative battles on the battlefields actually showing the reactions of, like, someone getting blasted in, into the sky. You know, like, oh, my gosh, they really hit them that hard. And, oh, no, now it's just me and him now, you know. Use the reactions. Use the facial tics and the muscle movements to display you know, what they're feeling on the inside to give that extra level of depth. It is so there. And, you know, get like Wit Studio, who did uh, Pokemon Hisuian Snow. You know, that would be a great studio to do this. Or the team that did the uh, Palutena trailer. That was a great visual style for Smash Brothers. <laughs> it's all right there. Everyone is here. Make a fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I basically, like... It's basically an expanded version of like the review trailers. I base I, I can sense that, like yeah, having like with uh Link versus Pit, like really expand upon that and kind of like Dark Pit, like yeah, what happened if I don't know, like expand on the subspace emissary, like what happens if Mario faced off against Pit, like one like all these different crossover matchups that you could only imagine in Smash Brothers, like I mean it, it, it by. If by some miracle it actually got for the third party, like Sonic versus Mario once again, or like realize that rivalry, Link or Link versus Cloud, we need Link versus yeah. Cloud again. I know Death Battle <laughs> did it twice, but I want a fight where Link actually wins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, like all, all those like dream matchups you could possibly get. I mean, sure, it's a legal hell, but one can dream, one can dream. But yeah, like have so- something of those crazy matchups and actually be officially licensed from nintendo it's like that would just be 
yeah, it's just a dream. And like now with Nintendo like focusing on like the movie industry, like with the animation of Mario movie and all these and the Pikachu movie, I can only imagine like if they can really they really capture that part. So yeah, like uh, Smash Bros, uh, shorts, movies, trailers, whatever maybe. Then yeah, that's 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 a good market right there. I feel. Yeah. All right. So we have a little more time. So let's we talked about basically series. Let's talk one-off movies. What ones do you think could have like a one-off movie, kind of like Detective Pikachu was, uh, or maybe the Super Mario movie is? What one do you think could work? I'll go first this time because I think F Zero would be a great one. All right, like do 3D animated movie. You know, Captain Falcon in uh, like in the in the Grand Prix trying to get the cup while also defeating Black Shadow. You know, super fast, intense visuals. You know, push the 3D to the max with all the special effects while having some anime touches. That way, it'll, it'll distance itself from the anime. Yes, F Zero had an anime. Look it up. <laughs> uh, Captain Falcon destroyed a galaxy with a with a Falcon punch. No, he didn't. Not really. But everyone likes to think that he did. Um, but think of the fun we could have there. Like the again, the intense racing. You know, basically an anime, uh, Fast and Furious, but with Falcon punches. So, <laughs> Like it, it has the potential, and I think there's definitely a studio out there that would jump at the chance to do that. It doesn't need to be the deepest movie, but it needs to show Captain Falcon. It would need to show the racing and the intensity of it all, and it could be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Well, you do have good racers. I mean, get aside from Fast and Furious 7, there is Speed Race and all those other movies. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. What about you, Will? A one off Nintendo movie, who would you bank on? I'm going to just go pick for the low hanging fruit here Metroid. Oh, like th- that, because, like, again, the fact that Metroid is directly influenced from the Aliens movie, it, like, why not bring the Metroid a Metroid movie? And it could easily become a like series, like with the Alien series. So yeah, like the Metroids have Samus around, like explain from the first game, second game, all the way to like even to Dread and all that. Like that's po- that's definitely great potential to like become a full fledged a Cinemaverse, if anything else. So yeah, Metroid seems like. Yeah, and of course, again, Samus Aran and all, all the supporting characters, like like with um Metro Metro uh, Hunters. So yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> I agree. I think they could even do it like a little bit bolder and make a Metroid movie that's an entirely original story, but it connects to the games. So they'll do like kind of like what they did with Other M and do like a brief intro recap of the series that you, the things you need to know about like <laughs> Samus and her adventures, and then how it ties in to this new movie. And then if the movie's successful, then they could do kind of like what they did with Sonic and have a spin-off series featuring Samus or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and then and then when they do the kids' show, they can do Federation Force. Yeah. True, true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. No, that's not true. That was a lie. I just wanted to rag on Federation Force. What were you thinking, Nintendo? <laughs> I don't think you were. I don't think they were thinking. They, they were, were not thinking. They were not. So, but yeah, Metroid... Yeah, I mean, even with Samus, again, they could pull a uh, Dread here and have Samus talk very little, because Samus in the game only had like four lines of dialogue, but you didn't, you didn't, you didn't matter. So you have Adam doing most of the talking and all that. But even if you kept her like say under a hundred lines in the movie, let the atmosphere tell the story. Let the music tell the story. Let the panic and the dread, no pun intended. Uh, take over when he like Ripley shows up, or the Metroids arrive somehow, or these new threats come after Samus. Let them let the visuals and the atmosphere tell the story, and then have Samus, you know, just reaffirm how much of a boss she is. So, 
Yeah, I'm definitely down with that one. All right, and Keith, one-shot movie. What do you got? Well, I was going to say Metroid, but Will stole that. So I'm going to pull it, the rabbit out of the hat and say Star Fox did again. Star ah! Fox is pretty much uh, Star Wars. But with the fox. Yeah, with a fox. <laughs> That's it. That's pretty much it. You replace well, all the people you know from Star Wars with the people you know from Star Fox. Done deal. Perfect. Who's who's slippy toed in the in the Star Wars universe? Don't say Jar Jar. Jar Jar. Dang it. <laughs> Jar Jar. Slippy is at least useful though. He could fly a ship. He do PO then. Yeah. All right. But uh, yeah, I Star Fox would be good. I, I definitely. I mean, I would like, I would say stick with the anime style for that, but if we're going to big screen, I guess you should do 3D just because I think it, it would connect with more people, kind of like a Disney Pixar. Not like that bright of a visual style, but you know. Um, like, I can imagine like a Zootopia style in a sense. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, you know, how they did it for Big Hero 6. Ooh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Great, okay, reference, okay. great reference. Yeah. So, yeah, Big Hero 6 style, I could see that. So, but yeah, but again, the dog fighting has, dog fighting, the uh, space ship fighting up in space like that has to be the core here uh because i'm afraid if they did a movie they would do like something like star fox adventures <laughs> which i like that game but that's not what's going to bring people to the movie theaters okay so, <laughs> yeah don't, don't need to be complicated on the relationships just be like a top gun maverick and just like yeah do those dog fighting maneuvers and all that yeah 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 See, we're, we're killing it on the on the connections today but yeah <laughs> make a star fox or star fox movie that's basically the <laughs> the furry version of top gun Oh True, God. that would be the case, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Ooh, actually, that's actually not a bad idea. They could make it the origin story. Because I don't think we've seen that in the game. We know about it via comics and what the stories told us, but we never really got to see, you know, Star Fox leave the Academy, form the team, and go after, you know, Andros and Pigma and all of them. So right, 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 right. We make it like 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 first 10 20 minutes be like a top gun like in the school and whatever and then they leave to go and fight you know the forces of evil that would be cool and then of course the final 20 minutes would be the fight with andros so that'd be cool now here's the question though do they show the crew getting their legs amputated <laughs> yes it's canon it is canon. It's canon they cut off their legs so that the g-forces wouldn't hurt them and thus they could fly their r-wings better it's canon I, they've changed it, but since then, but it's well. Is it is it a kiddie show? No. Oh yeah, you show it. There you go. Well, okay, well, that's actually a good question. Okay, because we've listed some franchises that does uh, do get into mature territory, like Fire Emblem, Metroid, and Star Fox to an extent. So, if this was their option, should they let's just call it do the Nintendo thing and try and keep it G for all ages? Or do they do kind of like what they allowed with Bayonetta and certain other games to go, you know, be yourselves and go for the rating you want? What do you think I Nintendo mean, would do? I mean, I would, like, again, we see what we've seen with the Pikachu movie. Like, yeah, like they have, they have, like, definitely touched on that territory of darkness. So, like, if they, if they want to, like, get the respect from the fans, by all means, let them do what they want, even, like, the dark truths. Because, that's one thing I, I preach about sometimes with um certain shows like from Disney is like they, it basically appeals to everyone, including the adult fans, like, even the adult humor in there. So if they want to show like get that appeal to actually I don't know quote unquote compete with Disney, then by all means they should just basically let it by all means have free range on it. In my opinion, Keith, 
I was getting scared there for a second. Well, I thought you were going to say let it go. Let it cry. <laughs> hey, I'm not the pun master here. I am not the pun master here. Yeah, that's me. And if, and if Will did do it, he'd be frozen in place. Oh. Anyway, Keith, what do you think? See, I'm the guy that says, you know, cartoons are not just for kids. Or is animation just for kids? And also, I'm the guy who goes to a movie, and if there's a movie based off like a comic or a franchise, I know that's finally getting its big film de- debut. And I'm going to be like, hey, this needs to be canon. This needs to be canon. This needs to be like the game. This needs to be like the game. So if you show me a Star Fox movie and it's like, wait, 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 that's not how this is. I would be highly upset if they tamper with the source material. So no, they have to go the route that wherever this, the uh, franchise or series comes from. Doing a Star Fox, do it right. I agree. And if it's like Fire Emblem, I would want them to show blood in the combat and people dying and whatever. They don't, they, don't, they don't show that in the video games per se because of like the models and all that. But You know what really bugs me about stuff like that? Okay. Uh, we'll go back to uh, TMNT Movie 2. Oh, they oh, gave oh. Leonardo swords and like, oh, I don't cut people. Like, dude, you have swords. Yeah. Cut <laughs> them. Yeah, that's like, like Raph holding the sign saying, I would never impale somebody with this thing. What are you using it for? <laughs> it's kind of funny because again, like if you know the lore of the weapons, it's basically direct contradiction characters to to each of the turtles. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Also, and uh, it should be noted that in the very kid friendly, though very very awesome, uh, TMNT series from Nickelodeon in 2012, um, those swords cut Shredder's head off, mm-hmm. and they showed him doing it. Well, I mean, they did like you know the about to slice, slice happens and the head's gone kind of thing. But still, it implies that those swords were sharp enough to kill a super shredder by chopping its head off. So yeah, Leo uses the sword. So, but yeah, there, there are times and there are properties that absolutely should have the G rating. Pikmin, for example, if they did a Pikmin series or movie, you can keep that G rated and no one's going to care. Mario, yes, make that G rated by all means. But when you get into like your Legend of Zelda's or your Fire Emblems, your F-Zero's, okay, F-Zero, I think you can flirt with G. Um, you know, the, the more mature ones, the ones that are meant to appeal to a different kind of gamer, you absolutely should go for that, that PG and PG-13 rating. You don't have to go over the top. We're not asking you to be Castlevania. That yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't need to see. No, I'm not going to recite that scene. That was too painful to hear. Um, but we don't need to see all that dark and gritty content, like super dark and gritty content, but don't sugarcoat it, for lack of a better term, to appeal to the kids. There are going to be kids who want to see, you know, Sam, uh, uh, Sam's Aaron, like, heavily damaged, you know, struggling to get up, bruised all over, and then pulls off the wind to save the day, kind of like in Metroid Dread. There's going to be people who want to see Ike versus the Black Knight, and it's just this epic combat duel and, you know, battle to the end, duel of the fates kind of thing. You can go mature without being super dark. I, I've been saying this a lot recently. Don't patronize the viewers. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, don't have to be mm-hmm. super dark, but you also don't have to be super comedic. You know, you don't have to. You could show the love and the thunder, right, Keith? <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going there. <laughs> that one just popped into my mind. I'm sorry, but you know, you could show the respect to the franchise and give it a rating, and people are still going to watch it. All right, because the, the viewers are more mature more times than you think. And if you just if you try and patronize them by like trying to shove it into this G rating, you're going to hurt things. You're going to hurt 
the the product overall, like I've been saying with Pokemon Master Journey or the Pokemon Journeys line for a while now, they have episodes that are so dang mature and are on top of the scale. And then they do like the blue Pokemon Trainer episode. And I'm like, what the frick am I watching? <laughs> okay, it's still terrible. And so there are ones that can absolutely be G-rated and still be exactly what the franchise is. But then there are others that have that more mature tone, that slightly darker tone, where you could push the boundaries, and people are going to love it because they realize, yeah, that is what the games are like. All right? Like, never forget, in Fire Emblem Fates, uh, Ryoku commits seppuku to save his brother. If you showed that in the movie, I don't want to see it as a shadow on the wall. All right? Because they showed it full 3D, and it was awesome. It was horrifying. But it was awesome because that's what that moment needed to show the darkness of that moment. So, okay, don't patronize us. We're not mm -hmm. all like five year olds. And again, like, I take an example as well from like the Sonic movie. movie. Again, like, from what we've seen, it's the greatness. And again, boom, it becomes such a great movie that is actually one of the only few video game movies that actually did great and of course naturally chip and dale kind of kind of screwing that but i digress but it's just really as as you said as long as you treat the source material with respect don't patronize the fact that you're actually trying to appeal to like don't again don't appear yes appeal to the mass market but at the same time do not forget who brought you here in the first place like the fans will have your back always if you treat them right and yeah sonic movie hence that and again we had to go and scream for that change and lo and behold become one of the greatest movies ever so yeah. it was such a glorious scream what? Mm -hmm. what what was that keith the screaming was glorious though it was it was hilarious to make them change it ah gotcha <laughs> no. all right and with that we are ending this episode of the nintendo entertainment podcast Tyler, gosh dang it yeah. It's like forever since we've had a poll question. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, are you going to get Bayonetta 3? Are you going to collect edition? But nope, he's not here. No, Jeez, always no, but do message us, if you would be so kind. Um, or, I'm sorry, would you kindly message us? There you go. <laughs> would you kindly message us and let us know what Nintendo properties you'd like to see in a short version form, a TV form, or a movie form? Uh, or if you liked one of our ideas, let us know and what you would like to see uh from the ideas that we have based everything on and of course let's know about the uh bayonetta 3 news as tyler uh, sorry as will alluded to are you gonna get it are you gonna try to get the special version how excited are you for the game were you one of the people who got tmnt shredder's revenge and how much are you liking it and currently who do you think is going to be your team in mario and rabbit sparks of hope let us know in the comments below so for koopa keith and Wario will. I am Triforce Tyler. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not out of lives. You've made it to the end of the level. So, raise the flag.